Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Man, I'm hyped up. Aren't you hyped up? Aren't you hyped up? Everybody's hyped up. We on Facebook Live. We on Blog Talk Radio right now. So those who are on Blog Talk Radio, if you want to see us in action, go to GFA or Girls Football Association on Facebook, Facebook. Live, Live. Right? Yep. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. We are here ready to rock and roll with this show. I'm the host with the mostest. Back again, Coach Lee in the place to be, and I got my girl. I am Carla Williams Lee, and we are the Girls Football Association, or Four Quarters with Coach Lee. Yeah, thank you. Let's stick with the topic, Four Quarters with Coach Lee, darling. <laughs> Four Quarters with Coach Lee. That's what this show is all about, and my famous I'm addressing coach. the background. Uh, we're we going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We are going to get to that. Again, I want to say big ups to my super-duper producer out in Sacramento, Ms. B.J., yeah. You know, without BJ, I wouldn't be doing the show again. She hit me up about six months ago and asked me about it, and I was like, nah. But then things came up. They came up. Yeah, we started an organization that, you know, inspired the show to come back, actually. Hey, it's it's, going to be (laughs) live, sofa, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things that I talked about back in the day. I did over 100 shows back in the day, and and now we're back. You know, we're back with a with, with the same push and passion, same mission, but we're just dropping it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm not actually taller than him. No, I'm in a, a short, <laughs> short boy coach. Yeah, I'm going to have to change that. You know what I'm saying? But we're trying to get leveled up here. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get leveled up. Yeah. But anyway, you know, like I said, we can talk all day, you know, and the bottom line is that we're back. I brought a beautiful host who is actually my wife. You know, for those that don't know, I took some time off away from from the women's football game, and um, you know, I recharge my in uh, my my battery, mm-hmm. right? And you know, for those that don't know, I I, I walked away from the women's football game uh, in 2015-16 was my my last season with the Las Vegas Showgirls. After being with them for how long? Since 2006, when we first started. So we were, I was with them for 10 years. We did 11 seasons. We did a season in the WTFL. We did the IWFL. We did the WFA. And you get all that? Oh, you repeat that again? <laughs> it was the no. WTFL, the IW. Now you're not going to get that stuff. IWFL and then the WFA, you know. And I had a great time. Did some great things with the Las Vegas Showgirls. Uh, had some great players. 
uh, was pretty innovative on, on uniforms and things of that nature, uh, but just got burnt out. I just got burnt out with the the way that women's football was going at the time. Uh, most most owners were hobbyists at the time. I did the show every Monday night consistently throughout the season, during the off season, and you know sometimes when you feel like you you're the only one fighting, you're going to get tired at some point in time. So yeah. I, I definitely got tired. Uh, went and coached in high school for three years. Uh, I was a boys' football coach at Bonanza High School. Uh, took them to the playoffs the first year. Uh, made some great strides with the, with the high school. Uh, created winning ways over there. I wind up being, believe it or not, the girls' football coach. Yes, I said it. Girls have football here in Nevada. Yes. What kind of football? Flag football. Flag football. There we go. So um, I'm going to go to the story, but I'm going to give you the update on what I've been doing during this offseason. I mean, the off time that I've been away from women's football. Uh, went in and, 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 and did the girls' flag football. Took a losing program uh, that had just made the playoffs only once since 2012. Took them to the playoffs. Uh, we won our division my first year. Uh, went to the semifinals in state. And then the second year, we wound up getting transferred into a harder league. We wound up taking third place in the league, but we wind up making it to state. We won division uh, region championship, so we are region, mountain region champion. Well, they were division champs the year before. Right, right. We were division champs. Mm-hmm. We were division champs uh, before that, but this year we wound up being regional champs, and we made it to the state championship game and mm-hmm. lost by one point. With 43 seconds to go in the game, you know, it's still heartbreaking. You know, can never live it down. Uh, you know what? When you're a competitor like me, you hate to lose. Yes. And the way we lost, you know, it was a, a great fight by our team. People doubted us the whole season because we were from that school called Bonanza, which is not a traditionally winning school in any sport. So people kind of took us lightly until after the, the final score showed up that we were winning. I guess that's no secret, huh? That's no secret <laughs> at all. I'm not even know. I didn't go to a powerhouse school, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so I wanted to see, you know, test my coaching abilities with the boys. And we did well. I want to test my coastability with the girls' flag football because little do most of you guys know I helped create flag football here in the state of Nevada uh, in 2012. And I didn't coach it. I did it because my daughter wanted to play football. She was told that she couldn't play football. So I kind of challenged uh, CCSD, which is Clark County School District, on Title IX issues. And from there, you know, we wind up doing a – what we do? Do you remember? Oh, we did a league. So we had team star club teams. We created a league uh, at All-American Park, and uh, the district liked what they saw. They offered it the next year to varsity only. Little did they know that over 100 girls, 150 girls, were participating in tryouts for 20 spots. And so what that led to was the adoption of JV the following year, and then the year after that they did freshmen. And... In 2016, it became a sanctioned sport, the third, the third flag football program uh, in the country. You know, Florida has been around for 10 years. Um, they have over 300 schools. Nevada has been since 2016. We have about 45 to 50 schools. And then, of all states, Alaska. Alaska has 10 schools. So those are three states. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, but I'm trying to give you an update on, on me, on what I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, but I forgot to mention, old dogs can learn new tricks. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I went to school. I went yeah. back to school and got my master's in sports administration. Right, right. And part of the reason why I went back was because I wanted to test some of the theories that I had from 2006, the conception of my team here in Las Vegas, and put it to an educational practice. Yes. And everything that I did, and you can vouch for it because you saw the emails as well. Um, my professor said, you got to get back into the women's game. you got to get back into the girls' game. And I didn't see myself doing it, but things happened over the last several months. Mm-hmm. And now I find myself back, back on the scene with a gangster. Well, he, like he said, he had retired uh, from doing the bo- uh, the girl, the women mm-hmm. and went back to do boys because – you know, truth be told, he wanted to coach college. And truth be told, I wanted to go and coach on the college level. So, you know, he wanted to get back with the boys, and then one thing led to another. He ended up coaching the girls, and um, the rest is history. It just, um, 
everything just pointed to this is his calling, I guess you could say. It's my calling. <laughs> and I had to bow down and realize that my calling has been calling. Yeah. And so I'm back, 100%. And not only that, I mean, I've been here to encourage him. I've actually um, been with this movement now for about seven years, right behind Dion, you know, pushing for sports. Well, let me, since we since well, we're back on you. No, it's not about me right now. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I thought I was talking. No, I was just kind of giving the background to look a little bit about what he left out. Okay, so. well, go ahead, go ahead. So we can fill, pick up. Fill it in, fill it in. I, I want to see, fill it in. That's why you, my co-host. <laughs> well, if you guys don't already know, this is we're, we're husband and wife, so I do know a little bit about his, his history with this football stuff. Okay, but um, <laughs> once he got, you know, the passion to build it or bring it outside of our, you know, our little bowl that we have here in Las Vegas, he wanted to take it um, into some other states and territories. You know, it was kind of like time for us to create um, something that we could, that could stand behind us. Right. Not just one man, like a parent, going in and trying to change the world. I mean, we have an organization, but I'm getting ahead of myself as well. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know we only got an hour, it's and a, we got to pack it in. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. But gotcha. as you see, it flows, and when yeah, it comes out, passion, it comes. Yeah, definitely a passion behind what we're doing. And um, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so back to me again. Coach me <laughs> in the place to be. It does have his name in the title. It does say my name in the title, and you are the co-host, and I love you for that. And that's why we're going to make this thing work every Monday night here on Facebook Live as well as on Block Talk Radio with, uh, you know, with my super-duper producer, BJ. I'm never going to let you guys not know who my super-duper producer is. She's been around with me. She saying that. Super-duper. Super <laughs> I love super-duper. But you guys don't understand BJ's involvement in in the women's football expansion as well, and in, yes. in, in the many shows that she's put on. Thank like you, BJ. Yeah, like I said, I've done over 100 shows with her, uh, but I'm pretty sure she's had over 1,000 shows with all the different uh, different guests that she's had that ran their own show uh, and that continue to run their own show. It's different aspects of women's football from the East Coast to the West Coast to down South. But I'm going to bring another flavor back to, to what we're doing. And, and like I said, I, I, I reinvented myself. And my passion is still women, but now I'm involved into the girl situation. You know, I've, I've always thought about, you know, what we were, what we could do better as a women's program. Mm -hmm. And what we were forgetting was the, the natural piece, the young girls, mm -hmm. ages 6 and 17. Mm -hmm. You know, we went out there ages 24 and up and played the ball game, but we never gave back to create a feeding system. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not trying to come back and reinvent myself to be a women's football coach, even though I did do a little bit this year undercover. I'll tell you all about that a little bit later. Um, but it, 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 it's really the passion to see young girls fall in love with the game. You know, that's why I'm driven as hard as I am to come back and to expand the sport. You know, without the young girls, eventually the older teens or the women are going to fade out. If you don't create the – is the spark at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, are they 14 years old? <laughs> They're not going to necessarily have it at 24, 25 when they come out of college. Right. So if we can create the foundation for what the women are doing, and trust me, I love everything that the women are doing. I've seen some great things. I mean, I stayed away on purpose, and I came back this, this season and was pretty impressed with what I saw. Okay. Uh, I saw some corporate sponsorships. I've seen some games being televised mm -hmm. through social media, which is a lot better than it was when I was doing this stuff. Right. Um, so production is a little bit cheaper to be able to, to get that, but promotion, promotion, promotion is what I was arguing the whole time. You know, gotcha. if we're going to get better, we got to promote. And so with that being said, you know, I'm back. Four Quarters Coach Lee is back with my co-host. Carla Williams. You can call C-Dub. Yeah, you know I had to be a part of this. C-Dub, coach's wife. You know I had to be a part of this. Carla Williams. My partner. C-Dub. <laughs> we just vibe like this. We did it. Actually, you know what? 
I don't know if people know that we actually did a radio show for about, what, three yeah, months? Yeah, well, what I want to say is we do have people who are on uh, listening that are old fans of Coach Lee because, again, he had started this show in 2010. Mm-hmm. And so we have some, you know, returning listeners, and then we have some new listeners because we've been promoting in our social media and we've been sharing it with the rest of our organization as well to plug in. So Definitely. Um, a lot of people would like to hear the history because not everybody knows where you come from. And not, even though you were in the football space um, and you may have been on his meeting board, does everybody remember? Oh, you know what? I forgot all about the meeting board. <laughs> you know that? It was women's tackle football group dot Yeah, it was around the time where Facebook just became popular. So it was a social network. Uh, online community that he ran. We had over 4,000 fans and women football players on that name board. Very, very valuable board for the growth of women's football. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore that I know of. No. But you know what? People also forget that I started the first women's tackle football camp and conference in 2008. So I've dug in deep to make women's football the best that I could make it. But, again, it comes back down to power and numbers. Right. And you're going to always hear that on my show, power and numbers. That's how we're getting the things that we're getting nowadays, power and numbers. But, not, you know, enough about me. We spent the whole quarter. It's been a quarter. It's been a quarter. We can talk. Let me tell you, girl, we can talk. Uh, Fifteen minutes. He is a very timely person, though, oh. okay. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, but you know what? Let me – Kind of interview you a little bit. Oh, you want to interview me? You don't want me to just tell my story? Mm. I don't know. I, you know, now I got to, now I got a question. What you gonna question me about? <laughs> How about this? You tell your story. Okay. And then if I find something missing, I'll ask. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Definitely. All right. So here we go. So anyway, um, I got involved, like I said, with uh, women's and girls football back in 2012. Okay, uh, we were embarking. We were. I was came on board because he was talking about promotion, promotion. I came on board as a sales and marketing representative, you know, to help brand the team. And then it became a movement. And then we wanted to brand the movement, right? Mm-hmm. And then we wanted to start a different type of league indoor. And there was a lot that grew from that, but it just kind of fizzled out at the end. And so that's where I got involved. Honestly, my background is I've been in 20 years in the corporate world, uh, professional business sales uh, person, business to business sales. Um, I've been in the financial industry for about 12 years as a mortgage banker and as a life insurance agent. So this is actually a new space for me in terms of athletics, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing, and, and honestly, I, I was never, I was, I, I always loved the passion around sports. I always loved that. I loved it. I loved it from a spectator's point of view. But I have never myself personally mm-hmm. played any sports. Okay. However, I was a dancer and I was a musician. So I was more on the artsy side. But um, I did dabble in middle school a little bit. Okay. I ran track. I played on the softball team and I played basketball. Oh, so you were an athlete. You dabbled yourself. That, you but that's when I realized that wasn't me. Okay, oh, but I did oh, give it a try. I did give it a try. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I've been dancing since the age of three, and that's what I took all the way through college, um, dancing and, you know, um, in my former life. Grew up in um, Long Beach, California. Uh, went to school, went to college out there. Okay. Right, which is actually where I met my husband oh, back you, in 1992. You, you're a real good person, huh? You want everybody to know, um, <laughs> back in 92, 92, our paths had crossed at one time, mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, fast forward, um, moved to Vegas and coincidentally we had moved to Vegas in the same year. Yes. 2004. Yeah. So, um, it was just a coincidence. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, don't worry about it. I got that. Don't open it. We're good. <laughs> Okay. Still alive. Ooh, it didn't explode. Ah, there you go. Close it. Ah. Keep it going. All right. Are we still on? Yeah, we're going to be on. So let's go ahead and keep, keep talking. Broadcast. Resume. Resume. There we ah, go. There we go. For those of you who are on Blog Talk. Talk Radio, we apologize. We're trying to Facebook Live at the same time. So, you know, we may have some technical difficulties. 
You know, if we didn't say, you know, we're in our home studio, so anything can happen, right? <laughs> yeah, anything can happen here at GFA Studios. Yes. Trust me. Yes. So long story short, I was in the mortgage industry, you know, up until the time where the bottom fell out. We all were affected by that, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we gained some things. We lost some things. And we, I had to reinvent myself. Um, I've gotten in, in advertising. I actually started my career in advertising straight out of um, college, but came back to advertising a little bit after that happened until I became a licensed agent, which I've been doing now for about six years. So do I know a little bit something about the financial world? Yes. I spent a lot of time learning and, and helping people in that in that space. Um, and then in 2012, I went back to school and got my master's. I got an MBA in marketing. So um, it's kind of an inbred talent that I have, that creative nature, obviously, a dancer. Yeah, you guys will see over the course of these game. shows. You definitely see what this that this woman brings to the table. So, you know, um, I got into the marketing thing, and um, that was just kind of really trying to increase my value and see what else was out there for me. And But I was still working in the financial space, gotcha. which was more entrepreneurial. So one thing I knew for sure is that I did not want to really go back to work. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? That corporate world. That corporate world. I got you. And that's so, why we're here. Yeah, that's yeah. We are. So what happened, fast forward. Fast forward. You know, I got with Dion. We, we, we actually became a couple. We actually ended up getting married. For those of you who don't know, our birthday is the same day. June 7th. We're both Gemini's. And then we also got married on that day. So yeah. we have a little Triple special seven. thing going on, and that's how we've actually kept in touch because we have the same birthday. We would all say happy birthday to each other. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Happy birthday, twin, you know. So any, anywho, I got involved with this, and, you know, just on the marketing side because that's what I love to do, mm-hmm. and the sales side, right? Right. Um. And we just started really building this thing. We started building the idea. You know, I was real passionate about it. But when there wasn't enough support, you know, not just from um, the public, but like the media and even with those who were involved with this sport, it really became hard to be love something more than the people that we're fighting for, right? right? So long story short, here we are again. Fighting again. I don't know. We talked about that. <laughs> but when we were doing the women's thing, he was he had brought up the show that we had before. Um, it was actually called Women's Play Football. Mm-hmm. It was like a Saturday night from 10 to 12 p.m. So yeah. it was, you know, it was difficult. And then we had to get sponsorships and things like that because it was an actual radio um, telecast studio. Studio. Yeah. Telecast. Yeah. So um, anyways. Here we are. We'll revive it, and hopefully um, we can get you to buy in, really, lock in. As I tell my players, drink the Kool-Aid. you got to drink the Kool-Aid in order for us to be successful. Not just me, but I'm talking about women. I'm talking about girls in general. You know, again, we are out here doing our thing, and um, unfortunately, we're going to do this. We're going to keep it rolling. All right, so there we go. Keep having some things going, but we are in it. So let's get into this real quick, Carla, because everybody sees GFA in the background, okay? What does GFA stand for, and what is the mission and the goals of GFA? Whoa, what happened? Your lights went out. Ah. There you go. See, again, technical difficulties when you're trying to go live in the studio. (laughs) You get used to the bright light. Yeah, yes. So we got to kick that back on. And I put the light back on. No worries. No worries. We're going to make this work, folks. You know, this is our first show back, so, you know, hey, we're going to have a little issues. But there we go. Light, camera, action. So back to GFA. What does GFA stand for, and what's the mission for GFA? Okay, so GFA is the Girls Football Association, and we are a membership-based organization, nonprofit. Um, whose mission is to expand girls' football across the U.S., all 50 states. We want girls playing football at the high school level, at the youth level, at the college level. We would like to see the expansion of girls' football. What type of football? All kinds of football. Well, flag football is what we're really promoting for the youth. 
However, we also support there's girls that play tackle and there's girls that play rugby. You know what I mean? It, it really is about, uh, you know, the American football, not the soccer, the American football, okay. um, because there's already girls' soccer. You know what I'm saying? Girls' soccer exists. So does girls' basketball, volleyball, softball, volleyball, golf, tennis, you name it. There's a girls' component, but... How many of you know of all girls football? Maybe a few of you, if you're in some of the few states that I, you know, know. Mm-hmm. And I know more of you will probably hear of the women's football, the professional league or team, right? Yeah. Because they're, they've grown. They, they, they've been around for a while. Decades. But all girls, all girls flag, all girls tackle um, doesn't exist. Well, you got Utah well, with Samantha Gordon up in – I said like, all girls. Yeah, oh, you're talking about the new the new league. Well, she's been around for four years. I think for four or five okay. years up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I think they got two other branches of that league that went out. I got to do my research on this, but I know for sure that there's at least three all girl tackle football leagues in the United States. Well, that's part of what the GFA is about is doing the research. Got you. You know, we want to be in the know. We want to know where the girls are playing, where they're not playing, where they could be playing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that's we want to. We really want to, you know, roll this out, just like that, mm-hmm. you know. And with girls being the empowerment movement of everything, everything you see, all of the athletic companies and everything are all um, promoting girls. Yes, women, strong women. You know, I mean, shoot, I'm, my my little boy is on YouTube. And he's watching these little pop artists, and there are girls singing about girls' power and and whatnot, right? So it, it is a big thing, and we feel that with that movement and football being the most male-dominated sport in this country, Correct. right? It Yet it is the number one sport in this country, mm-hmm. and girls don't have an all-girls team. There is, but very far and few, and we're going to go over those numbers with you. Okay. Well, again, why don't you go ahead and get into more of the GFA Okay. Um, and talk about more of the things that, you know, that you present as a CEO of GFA? Well, you know, um, I'm the executive director and CEO of, of GFA, and I looked at it like this, and in support of, of what Dion's already been doing, and, and when he was coaching the high school team, you know, he was part of a bigger association called the Southern Nevada Flag Football Coaches Association, and um he was taking this mission to expand it to the surrounding states. So that would be California, Arizona, Utah, mm-hmm. primarily, because he wanted to expand our reach in terms of who we play, right? Because right? we've been playing each other for six years in this bowl, right. okay? We don't really travel because there's nowhere to go travel and play. Right. So, um, you know, he decided to reach out. What? Look up. I know we're talking into this. Oh, okay. I'm, we're up here. I got you. <laughs> we got you, Facebook. My director. <laughs> Radio key film major here. Yes, so you know. yes. And, and, and I'm actually thinking, so I'm looking down because I'm I'm looking for the things to say. But um, where was I? You were saying we're trying to expand outside of the bowl of Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. So he actually went to you know, um, the other, to, to one of the other states to talk and see, you know, if we can generate some interest and um, things happened and then he no longer worked for the school district. So um, I said, well, we need to put an, an entity behind what you're trying to do mm-hmm. because there was no longer the support of the school district and the, and the school and the things like that. So we created GFA because we still wanted to move forward. Yes. And, and, and expand the, 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 the sport. And we've had some very good feedback, you know Excellent. what I'm saying? Um, we, we, we went right away, and we were like, okay, let's go ahead. Let's get it going. You know, we're going to be a nonprofit. We're going to be a membership-based organization because we can offer so much value to the members. Huh? Go to your show. Oh, well, they can't see They can't show. show, but I'm saying let's go through the, the reasons why, you know, why we exist, what we do. Because, again, we normally do this presentation. It takes 45 minutes. So I just want us to, to hit on the points 
so that we understand. We're still we're still one minute early. <laughs> oh, I know that, but I'm just saying you're already hitting on the points. You know what I'm saying? So if, if we can hit those points, then let's let's. Normally, I'm the perfectionist. <laughs> I'm the perfectionist when it comes to you know. Talking okay, okay, got you. All right. All right. So, anyways, um, some of the issues that we've identified were first of all, this is an underserved market, totally untapped. Um, we want to in- increase athletic participation amongst the young girls, ages six to seventeen, as Dion had mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to. We know that most girls who do play football play on co-ed teams or have to play with the boys, which a lot of parents aren't really down for that. You no. know what I'm saying? Like they're not really feeling, oh my god, daughter, you know, being tackled by some guys out on the field. So I think that we should, you know bring the, you know, the females together to play together. Right. Because that's the way it really should be, right? Yeah. And then um, Title IX. Mm. Title IX is a really big one because, um, and if you don't know Title IX, it's the law that says that any federally funded institution should have equal opportunity for both men and women, boys and girls. And that includes education and sports activities you know, um, not just opportunities, but funding and all of that. Well, you know, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the law was passed in 1972. I mean, they've come a long way. However, it's still not equal. No, it's not. Not even you close. Know? And, and, and there's several reasons why, and you still have some of the issues there. Yeah, yeah. So, we, you know, we just stopped at Title IX because that's a serious issue. It is serious. <laughs> you know, and that, has, that might have to be a whole show because there's a lot that, that came into Title IX. And we and we discussed it, we researched it, and you know it's just not something you can just put out there and then keep going. But in right. this case, we only have an hour for our show, so okay. we want to just know why G S A exists. Yeah, I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. So moving past that, <laughs> um, studies show that youth sports have been declining because of the cost. It's you know it's very expensive. You need to get your kid involved, especially if they're a traveling team or something like that. And then the qualified coaches is diminishing. You know, most of these are volunteer parents, if you will. And so uh, we want to get back to, you know, making legit circumstances for these girls to play, Um, or not even just the girls, the youth. Uh, Girls have 1.3 million fewer opportunities to play high school sports than the boys. Okay, the boys outnumber the girls by over a million, and this is nationwide. In all sports, right? In all sports, in high school sports, that is. Yes. Okay. Um, in the neighborhoods, there's not facilities for them to go play. Parks and recs are not what it used to be. You can't just go in and say, hey, find my kid up for this team and that team. At least it isn't on the West Coast. We haven't really seen it that, you know. Well, especially here strong. in Vegas. I used to work with Park County Parks and Rec, and we had a inclusion program, mm-hmm. meaning that all come, all play. It wasn't very uh, technical. It wasn't very competitive. But then we also did the camps and clinics. We didn't do full-fledged leagues. Right. For some reason, Parks and Rec got away from being competitive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, the girls, you know, high school, they go to school, that's where they play, mm-hmm. you know, because the community sports just aren't there. And then um, social stigma for girls, you know, there's a lot of them. And, you know, bullying, low self-esteem, um, lack of motivation, you know, just being very impressionable. I mean, there's a lot of things that girls, you know, um, experience at a young age. You know, I would say even from the age of six. So we want to be there. We want to empower these girls. We want to give them an outlet. We want to be a support. There's a lot that we want to do for these girls. And, um, you know, we want the parents on board as well. Definitely that. So we feel that GFA is the solution to everything. Okay, so we so we have solutions? We feel that GFA is going to level the playing field for Title IX. It's going to level the playing field for the number of girls that participate in youth and high school sports. We feel it's going to level the playing field in terms of scholarship opportunities. I mean, we feel that bringing girls football to the table will, will you know, um, bridge that gap. Okay. okay, so you said you got solutions, right? That is the solution. Where's the solution? I was just saying. Oh, okay. Is that it? I mean, I'm just saying. I love what you're talking about. I I, I love everything about it. But, you know, I want to make sure you know about what she's talking about because everybody don't sit in on your presentation that you make to corporates and different high schools and stuff like that to talk about that. So you have some very key key points on your 
on my, your my PowerPoint. Gotcha. And I'm just making sure that you Okay, I'm just gonna say what it says also there, okay? And and I'll I'll expand where, where necessary, but our mission is to build teams, promote competition, educate, train and advocate for girls to play both flags and tackle football. Okay. We're committed to growing awareness. There's a lot of people there's a lot of people out there that's never seen girls play. True that. Okay, and participation to 500,000 girls in the U.S. in 10,000 high schools. That is our goal. And when I go over the numbers, you'll understand this is, this is huge, okay? We want to be the largest all-girls sports in the world. Definitely. Organized sports. And actually, we had some, some meetings that we got from international love, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. there's there's a lot of international. I mean, they've got it more together out there than we do here. To in be honest States. with you, in terms of girls and women. I'm just trying to say your your reach right now has been international with this thing. This is not just Las yeah. Vegas local. Yeah, and they and they came and found us. Yes, which is which is really cool. Um, and then our goal is to expand the girls' football as a sanctioned sport in all 50 states. How, why? So they can play each other, right? Exactly. So we can go. Um, cross the borders and play one another, um, and then to provide a platform for the youth girls to also learn. So now that the high schools have it, they're going to need a feeder system. Gotcha. Right? So we want to make sure the youth are learning to play the sport. We want to create uniformity across the whole country, just like the boys. The boys can go anywhere, and they play by the exact same rules. I want the same for the girls. Gotcha. Okay. And then we want to promote a safe and social environment for these girls and to really increase the participation. There's a lot of girls that don't even play a sport. Right. You know? Well, I know that 50% of the girls that played on my team didn't play any other sport. Mm-hmm. That was their first time ever playing a sport. So here we are. We're not just recruiting the basketball players, softball players, and everybody. It's an opportunity for other girls to participate because football has so many different elements that a, a, a girl could participate in. And if she's big, tall, short, fast, whatever, whatever, we can make it work in football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, and I've seen the girls get really hyped up about it. Yes. They love it. Not just other sports, but other um, types of groups like dance and, and cheer. Right. I had dancers on my team. I had three cheerleaders on my team. I mean, we had a mixture of, of a lot of different types of athletes on our on our squad. And you wouldn't even thought that would have played football. But they came from all walks. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. Yes, yes. So what else do you want to know, Coach E? Well, you know, you come up with a solution, but you you also got numbers. You know what I'm saying? Because, see, people <laughs> are touchy-feely. Yes, yes. And they got to know, where do you get this 500000 Did you just throw that out there, or, or did you reach well, out find I'm, out what's going on? Before I get into the numbers, I want to talk about that, the story of how I was inspired with this idea. Okay. So other than, you know, the fact that Coach Lee was already in that space, um, we were working on a project for one of his classes. In my master's class. Yes, and um, I read this article about an organization called Hockey Canada, and they are basically um, a nonprofit just like us, an, a national nonprofit organization just like organization. us, membership-based organization that is uh, has over 700,000 kids that participate in hockey boys and girls. Correct. And I was looking at that number, and I was like, are you kidding me, hockey? I mean, throughout the whole entire state or country. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's continent or whatever it's, it is. It's a country. Of okay, Canada. country, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I live with it. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, I was like, why can't we get 500,000 girls here in the U- United States? Sure. You know, I don't, I don't see why we couldn't. If they got... 700,000 kids playing hockey, we can get 500,000 girls to play football. And it just really sparked that, you know, passion. Like, we can do that, right? So we started doing the research, and we pulled up the 10 most popular sports for girls in high school as of 2017-2018 school year. So the new data is not out yet. This is the latest. Mm -hmm. Um, The number one is track and field. Right, so we have 488,000 girls in almost 17,000 high schools. Right, that's right. pretty close to the numbers that we're talking. Right, but why why is track and field such a popular sport for girls? I mean, there's so many different 
events that they could participate in. That's so it's not just runners, it's, you know, jumpers, it's throwers, throwers it's right. all kinds of, you know. Sprinters, distance runners. Mm-hmm. It's a variety is what I'm trying to get at. Right, right. But it is the largest for girls. Gotcha. And then comes volleyball with 446,500 in 16,000 schools. Um, basketball is 412,000 in 18,000 schools. So that's the largest number of schools is, is girls' basketball participation. Participation, yes. We've got soccer. Then we have softball, cross country, which both of those are about two to 300,000 in participation at about 15,000 schools. Um, tennis is number seven. Then we have swimming and diving, competitive cheer, and then lacrosse. So lacrosse is number 10 at 96, well, almost 97,000 girls in 2,700 schools, okay? Mm-hmm. So you see that there's a little disparity there between the top and the bottom. But listen to the football numbers. Oh, can I do that? Really? Can I do that? <laughs> I'll let him do that. I, I love numbers. That's my thing. So, anyway, in flag football, right now, there's 350 high schools across the country that offer flag football as a sanctioned sport. There's 11,000 participants. You divide 350 into 11,000, that's going to average about 35, about 35, 37 girls. I don't know. I don't have my calculator with me right now. But here in Las Vegas, it's, it's kind of special for Clark County. We're the only state that has varsity, JV, and freshman. Okay. Florida has 300 high schools that participate, but they only have one team. So they have 30 girls that, that fight for those spots, and then there's another 50 that don't make the team and don't get better. Mm-hmm. So what I love about the, 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 the format that we have here in Vegas is that you can have all freshman teams mm-hmm. and no limits. You can have all JV girls because the girls that are freshmen that want to play in 10th and 11th grade can still play. Mm-hmm. Of course, varsity is competitive. That's just in the newspaper. Winning and losses is about the varsity. And so we averaged about 25 girls on our roster for varsity. I think I had 37 on JV, and I had 20 on freshmen. So with that being said, the numbers are kind of messed up because other, other states only have one, we have three. But tackle football, believe it or not, has about 2,400 girls that play across the United States at 735 schools, okay? So that gives our total about 13,400, but we're at 11, about 1,000. Almost 1,100 schools. Almost. Almost 1,100. But if you take those football numbers out, I mean, the tackle football, mm-hmm. and just regulate the flag football and just say average 51 girls per high school and we get at 10 high schools, mm-hmm. I mean, 10,000 high schools, that's how we come up with the number five, uh, 500,000. Mm-hmm. Again, 50 girls on a complete program from freshmen, JV, and varsity. So if you didn't catch that, that's 11,000 girls. Compared to lacrosse, which has ninety-seven thousand girls at the at number ten. Right, but they're at twenty-seven hundred. Ooh, almost yeah. twenty-eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their their numbers per school is smaller, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So there's more girls that can participate in flag football than any other sport, just like in male football. Mm-hmm. That's why you get the difference between that that one point three million opportunities because mm-hmm. there's not that many more opportunities for girls to play football, right. and that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to bridge that gap with 500,000 girls within the next three to five years. But we're going to need everybody's help. Mm-hmm. So if you are part of a women's football team or whatever, whatever, we got a solution for this. We're going to need everybody to join. Yes. We need everybody to join. If you, This is me. This is how I talk, okay? If you are a mama, mm-hmm. you have a mother, you have a sister, an auntie, a niece, there's no reason why you should not join the GFA. Because we're promoting for the future. Remember we talked about this earlier in the show, mm-hmm. how I thought that the future of women's football was going to go downhill because of participation. Right. If we don't gather these girls at a young age to fall in love with the sport like I did at five years old, Lynn Swan, of all people, was my favorite football player. I don't even like Pittsburgh, okay, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. But what I'm saying is I fell in love with the game, and I'm still 49 years old. I'm still in love with the game because of what my childhood brought to me. Right. And that's what we're trying to create with girls. Am I right? Yes. I mean, that's part of it. Okay. That's part of it. He, You know, that's his passion about football and, and sports. You know what I mean? But I I can't I can't come from that side. No, because you didn't have Because I didn't experience that. But I can tell you where I come from. 
I was a girl, you know. I was a girl who, I mean, I I went through my life experiences, mm-hmm. you know. I've got daughters. I've got four daughters and a granddaughter. So my passion comes from really wanting to give these girls something, you know, just knowing how rough it can be for some girls, you know, be it whatever, you know, be it some of the social stigmas that we talked about and social issues with bullying, but there's also issues of abuse and other things. You know what I'm saying? I was a girl, and these girls need outlets. You know, they need something they can feel they can belong to. They need something where they could, you know, have some hope. You know, hey, I can go to college. I can do this. I can do that. You know, football teaches so many lessons, as I I hear. Yes, yes. a lot of life lessons. (laughs) A lot of life lessons, you know what I'm saying? And I'm all about that. I'm all about empowering these girls and the youth, you know, to be better citizens. Definitely. You know, and to live happy, productive lives. I mean, that's what it's about for me. It's, it's, it's the sport is great. It's a great vehicle, and I love that. I love the fact that we're we're actually um, our cause serves an underserved market. Definitely. You know, this is an underserved market. Knowing that football is the only sport, only sport that does not have a girls component. Only sport. Did you say only? <laughs> the only, only sport. sport. So. You know, with that being said, you know, this could be one of the biggest movements that, you know, this country has seen in a long time for sports. Yeah, especially for women. You know, we just had the World Cup, and they just won their fourth World Cup since 1999. Mm-hmm. But that was a big move. Right. And when USA won the World Cup, the girls went out in groves to become soccer players, right? Before that, the movement was basketball, mm-hmm. 1996 Olympics, mm-hmm. with Lisa Leslie and all those other beautiful women that won the gold medal to create two different professional leagues, the ABL, which mm-hmm. was first, mm-hmm. and then the WNBA. Right, you right. Know? And you had a lot of girls going out to do what? Play basketball. Right. It's football turn. It's her turn to ball. Her turn to ball. Like That's that. our slogan. That's our slogan. It's the name of our movement, Her right. Turn to Ball. Definitely. Hashtag that. Her Turn to Ball. Definitely. So we need you guys to start hashtag uh, Her Turn to Ball and all the other things that come with that, Okay. Um, I think you got one more slide that you you can kind of go over, and uh, we don't want to that. Well, we already talked about it a little bit. Okay, so we want to talk about why high school, why high school football, why not just go out and create a bunch of children's leagues or whatever we're going to do, or focus on the women. You know, we'll say because high school is the start of growing this thing virally. Yes. Um. You know, we kind of want to follow the model that was set here with starting maybe as a club um, and then go into the sanctioning and that, you know, so on and so forth. But the high school, it has the built-in infrastructure to start this immediately. They have the students. They have the coaches and staff. They have the facilities, right? These are challenges that some of the communities like Parks and Rec, they don't have. They don't have the facilities, and then they have to hire people to run the programs, correct, and then they got to go out to the community and find the kids. Well, schools have everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they already do it for other sports, yes, right? So um, the low, the cost is very low. I mean, what do you need? A mouthpiece, a jersey, a ball, and a flag, okay? You don't need a ton of equipment for flag football. Um, and then we feel that it will create the demand for the youth leagues because now they need a feeder system, correct. right? So you're, the, the middle schoolers are going to get excited about playing because they're going to want to play in high school. Then you're going to want the elementary, the elementary girls are going to want to play because they don't want to be in middle school. So we want to create that platform all the way down to six, six eight, six. Six and five, um, five to six. Yeah, and then we want to create the demand for the colleges because now we got over 500,000 girls playing football. The colleges have to offer some type of scholarship in order to meet those Title IX Compliance. Compliances, and we feel that this could do that. So, anyway, that is the big picture of GFA as a whole. Mm-hmm. But we encompass all football, all organizations, not just high school, youth, women, um, you know, leagues, teams, clubs. Clubs, rugby, uh, um, tackle and football. It's not just in the U.S., it's international. I mean, we want to be that advocate for creating, growing awareness and participation. And we need each, each and every one of you guys to, to participate. You know, a lot of us say we don't have the time. We understand that. But it comes down to membership. Remember, this is a membership-based organization. You know, we just can't just up and 
go to Hawaii and tell Hawaii to start flag football without a dollar. You know what I'm saying? We got to get there. We can't travel to Arizona. We can't travel to New Mexico. We can't travel to get the word out. And then we want to provide camps. So the camps are going to cost money. Yeah, we have you know, to put we, it for and we don't. We want to do these for free, just to generate buzz and interest. You know, get oh, the media out there. You know, let people know that this exists, and we want to create teams all over the country. So all of this is going to take some support from the community, from the businesses, from the people who play, right. the girls, the boys, the guys, the women, the men, everybody. This is a movement, and we keep pushing a movement. It takes everybody to make this happen, no matter who you are. If you don't have the time, but you have the money, yes. then you need to join as a member. If you don't have the money, but you have the time, then you need to be a volunteer, a coach, or somebody, an advocate. We're all role models. We're all advocates of girls' entitlement of playing football. Well, we have about 10 minutes left on the show. Okay. So, um, well, we got to talk about the membership, and we got to talk about where they can go sign up. Okay. We, we just have to. Okay. I mean, we got plenty of shows. I've done 100 of these shows. <laughs> Guess what? There's 100 more to come. Okay? So let's go ahead and finish up. Yes, yes, yes. So where can you sign up? Um, girlsfootballassociation.org. Mm-hmm. So that's just all, no space, just all spelled out, girlsfootballassociation.org. Um, if that doesn't work, go to gfa.wildapricot.org. Right. I mean, it's really, you know, it's one the or the other, website. same website. Um, our membership is for the youth. So we have a youth membership, which is 17 and under, and that is $49 a year, okay? Um, our general members are the adults, $99 for the year. We do have a lifetime membership as well. You can check it out on our site. Um, group members would be teams, clubs, you know, um, singular teams, clubs. And then we have um, corporate members, which would be businesses or larger organizations like Elite, okay? Um, then we have our ambassadors. Our ambassadors are our, our, our cheerleaders. They're the ones out, our volunteers, our interns, you know, anybody who is supporting and helping us to grow the organization is considered an ambassador. And actually, I just want to point out that we just got an ambassador on board who's pretty famous named Jennifer King. Jennifer King is the woman who is the running back coach for the Carolina Panthers. Now, me and J.K. go way back when she was a player, and now she's taken information that we've delivered prior to her becoming an intern and coach. But I've, I touch about four out of the five women mm-hmm. who are playing, I mean, not who are playing, who are coaching at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that I've done in the past, 2008, women's football camp and conference that had participants and showed them an avenue of they can drive down and become an NFL referee, a coach. So I'm not saying I'm playing the fame, but four out of the five women. You've been an influencer. I've been an influencer. That's an I'm an influencer. Okay. Yes, yes, you're an influencer. Definitely. But tell them about the value that, you know, what what takes place at the meeting. (laughs) Hey, yes, I'm a salesman because, you know what, I want people to really understand why we are here. Yes. So as a, as a member, I mean, part of it is, well, I would say the most important part is that you're supporting a great cause. You know, you are supporting this movement of expansion. You know, you are a basically sounding member, if you will, right, because we're only a good we just 45 things old, oh, yeah. you know. So you become a founding member and you become part of something really big. And, um with, you know, we're definitely going to give you some benefits like news and ex- expansion updates because we're going to be sharing our whole journey on this. So you definitely want to plug into our website. You want to plug into Facebook, which our Facebook is also on our website. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to give football education to those young girls, those young girls who've never played the sport. We're going to raise their IQ by creating camps, clinics, and providing information, videos, and things on our site that they can plug into. Um, We want to be able to certify those who've never coached in this space, you know, certify them into coaching positions and official positions. Correct. Um, We want to offer, of course, the campus clinics, like I said, conferences. We want to be Title IX advocates. 
you know, just really to level the playing field. We want to, you know, brand this organization to death. Yes, GSA. Right? GSA. So the more people who are on board and you're sharing, you're sharing in your communities and you're sharing with your, you know, family members and different organizations and different businesses, I mean, it could be huge, right? It takes everybody. It takes take the whole village. To raise one child. Right. And so last but not least, based on, like, I was talking about the personal issues that girls go through, you know, with health and beauty and, you know, those types of things, relationships, you know. Um, it's never too young to get information, and I will be providing resources for those types of things. Um, and we want to ultimately be able to provide grants and scholarships and give back as well. Definitely that. Okay. Um, grants to different schools to help them create programs or, you know, communities to help them create programs like the ones we're talking about or scholarships even, right? Right, because ultimately we, you know, right now girls are not getting scholarships to play football, mm -hmm. but it would be nice if we could reward some of these girls who do play football mm -hmm. who are going to college. That's what I love about the girls. The girls got their stuff together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Their grades are together, their scores are together. They're going to college. Right. There's no fight. But we want to put something out as G GFA where we can give them a $500, $1,000 scholarship for playing football and being that ambassador and going on to the next level, possibly playing in the murals as well, and then coming back to coach. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing that gives back, right. you know. So, again, the GFA is, is big. Yeah. It's big. you got a great plan. Right. So, as you know, I mean, you can become a member. You know, every every membership counts. And if you don't want to become a member, we, you know, donation, you know, donate to the cause. Right. If you yeah. don't donate, you might want to be a member. $99. You can yeah. join in and donate. <laughs> hey, hey, that's how we do it, right? That's how we do it. That's how we you know, do it. We are running up to about the four-minute four mark. I'm not sure, BJ, if we have any callers on. But, you know, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But you know what? Yes, this show has ran into pretty much a GFA because we got to give people back why we back. Yes, and this is about, I mean, we, we are talking about women and girls football here, and, you know, this is part of the reason why we are back is because we feel that this deserves media attention and that you would please share this broadcast with everyone you know. Definitely. Share, 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 share. Yes. Oh, hardturnsofball.com is our mailing list. So if you want to get more information um, on the expansion and things, sign up to herturnsofball.com. Mm -hmm. That is our email list. Yes, it is. And, and it's building. It's building. And like I said, our goal is to, to make this 100,000 to 500,000 memberships, if not a million members. Because again, we are really pushing the fact that girls should be playing football. It is her turn to ball, as you can see up here. Her turn to ball. And what do you think? What do you think? I think this is great. I think the show is great. I'm happy to be back, and uh, you know it's going to get bigger and better. Yes. You know because we're going to be talking about some great topics here. I, I know today was about me. It was about you, but it was predominantly about GFA because that's the reason we are back is GFA. Yeah. You know. So my thing is this: Girls Football Association. You're going to keep hearing this. And I want you to come back next Monday. Hey, bring a friend. Monday night at 7 p.m. Yes, every Monday. time on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be on Facebook Live as well. Yes. Let yes. us know how you like the show. Give us a comment. Give us a thumbs up. Yes, definitely. <laughs> share, so, share, share. Share, share, share. Do what you got to do. And, again, I'm I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to have a wonderful host, co-host like, like you, Carla. You know, it really makes my day when I can look at somebody else. Uh, else. <laughs> Besides myself. Because in my other show, it was just me, myself, and I. Gotcha. And then BJ, my super duper producer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like I said, folks, you know, an hour goes by fast. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're giving some great information. Yeah. Because there's so much more that we could have talked about, about GFA. Mm -hmm. And again, we want people to inquire. We want people to email us. They can email us at uh, girlsfootballassociation at gmail.com. Uh, that's our general mailbox. And we'd like to hear what you think about it. You know, how could you help? How could you volunteer? How could you be an ambassador of the movement? Okay? Again, you can hear the movement, her turn the ball, and GFA. I think those are going to be the main three things I talk about each and every week. 
until we hit the numbers that we want to hit. Until we run off the air. Until we run out the air. So, BJ, <laughs> I know we are running out of time, so let's go ahead and just hit that. And um, we're going to be back next week, each and every Monday, 7 p.m. here on the West Side. Right? That's it. Okay. So, once again, Girls Football Association, four quarters of Coach Lee and Carla. Halloween, please. There it is. Here in the place to be. 2019 into the 2020. <laughs> into the 2020. You guys know my husband. I know. I'm silly. You guys are these fillers. Definitely that. So, with that, we are done. We are out of here. Please. Oh, no.